Welcome back to another episode of Gunners GM Podcast. Today, we are going to touch base on the North London Derby victory, uh, get into a little bit of uh, Manchester United predictions, and talk about some transfer news. But we are joined by the big fella, uh, big fan of the uh, the potty and a long life friend, uh, Lige. How you going, big fella? Good, mate. Good. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, it's been a little while in the making, but um, as close mates, we're always having these conversations about Arsenal and Premier League and whatnot. So it's good to be able to do it on the show with you. Yeah, 100%, mate. 100%. Always uh, value your opinion of Arsenal and uh, your thoughts and predictions quite highly. And, um, you know, yeah, it's good to good to have you on here, mate. So thank you for, for joining us. Um, Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. <clears throat> just to uh, get into it a little bit, uh, I just want to ask you a couple of questions first. Um, first of all, big, uh, big question. Favourite Arsenal player of all time? All right, so so this needs a bit of a backstory, I reckon, because I'm not sure how much she's going to like this one. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't love it, but I don't yeah, mind it. I've mentioned it to Gav already. Um, it's a little bit unorthodox, but um, this player, I, I'm more of a recent recent supporter since about 2015, actually. Um, so okay. not as long as you guys, but um, been a big fan since then, obviously. Love the, love the club, but this player is definitely one of them that, Got me to fall in love. Um, he was the one that carried him a lot for a good few years before a sour ending. But, um, yeah, Alexis Sanchez, he is yeah. uh, my favourite player of all time. Um, everything about him, the way the way he plays, his tenacity, um, his attitude, everything. I loved it. I want to replicate it when I played. And, yeah, I think he's an amazing player. It's a shame what happened at the end. And, uh what happened with his career really he dropped off so quick, but those years at Arsenal, he was amazing, truly amazing. And it was actually, um, it was actually the FA Cup final 2015 when he scored a belter outside the box. Um, pretty much went straight over the keeper's head, but there was that much, I guess, knuckle on it, swerve that um, the keeper couldn't stop it. And that I was watching that when I was younger, and that definitely got me in love with the club. So. Sanchez, he's yeah, he's the one for me. I um, yeah, I actually bang on about this quite a lot on the potty. Like my love for South American players, and I can fully understand and and um, relate to you, mate, on that. Like I think like Sanchez was fucking fantastic when he was like playing for the club, obviously. Mm. Um, even even at Barca, you know, he's quite good and um. Yeah, it is a bit of a shame how he ended things with us. And, um, yeah, yeah, I love to kind of hate on ex-players that rub it in our face a little bit, but it really backfired on Sanchez at United and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was pretty telling. Um, I remember hearing all the rumours about his first week in, he wanted to come straight back. So yeah, that kind of made me feel a little bit better when it happened. But, yeah, I guess shit like that happens all the time, eh? Oh, mate, I reckon that's like music to years, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I can't, yeah, I, I, yeah, I reckon Sanchez was fucking fantastic. Like his work rate, I think, was his, his biggest attribute. Um, his work rate is unmatched over the like, last 10 years, 15 years even uh, as an Arsenal player. Like it's mm. ridiculous. Yeah. 
hundred percent weighing on his on his um shoulders, sorry, as well at the time. Obviously he had he had good players there with him, Ozil and whatnot, but there was definitely periods where it was him getting all the goals and so many assists as well, like so much he'd done for the club. Um I always remember it was a hat trick against West Ham that he got when we beat him three nil, I think. And there was yeah. um it was like he'd done a step over and then chipped the keeper. And th- things like that all the time. There's so many examples of him doing crazy things like that. It's just class, class player. That was in that yellow kit with the collar, wasn't it? Mm. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Unreal kit. Yeah. Top. Yeah. That, that that's um one of my favourite kits. It's definitely up there. That's for sure. We're good for a kit these past few seasons. That's for sure. I'm yeah. Actually just <laughs> that video for Elijah, just showing him now. Yeah. Our stories. Yeah. Our highlights. What's that? Sorry. So, I'm just showing Elijah that goal now that he's speaking about. It's on our highlights on our Instagram page. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck there. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think for me, um, you can really see that in, like, don't get me wrong, most of the boys have that same work rate, but for me in particular, it's Martinelli and, and Gabriel Jesus. Like, like mm. Xhaka and even um, even. Um, Eddie and Caddy on the weekend like works that like work their dicks off, but yeah. like for me, it's still evident that um, that those Brazilian boys like Gabriel uh, Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus are fucking like they just I think they're just born to work hard, born to work, want the ball, and obviously Sanchez was on that same boat. But um, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. and Odegaard as well at the moment. He's not South American like the guys <clears> you just mentioned, but. He's the one that comes straight to mind when you talk about work rate and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, something I love in a player. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think, like, there's there's many more attributes I'd want in a player. And I think Arteta's um, chosen, a, like, a lot of good players to sign that, that show that work rate. And, um, and yeah, any probably... player who doesn't have that work rate since Arteta's come in has been kicked out. Like, they're mm. all gone now. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, remember, like on whenever it was a couple of days ago, I sent through that um, the squad of the last time we were in the Champions League. Yeah, um, like I think it was. Um, I'd have to go back and check it, but like Ox was. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ox was alright, but I don't even think he had that same work rate. Like, um, yeah, like yeah, Jacko or uh, Martin Odegaard have like, and yeah. um, like Socrates was in it. God, fuck my staffy, Christ. Gives me PTSD. Yeah. Could, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sanchez was in that same team as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, great, great player he was. Um, second question. Favourite game on the year. Oh, <clears throat> sorry, favourite game of the year. All right, so. the Big um, question. Yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty easy for me to say the Spurs game. That just passed, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it always really, like, that's the game you're looking forward to. And um, especially in the context of the last game, beating them in such an important, important part of the season at their home ground. Huge, huge win. But um, for this season, it was, for me, the Liverpool win at home, 3-2 up. Um, I just reckon we constantly get told that there's another test for us and another test that, Arsenal are going to be able to do it this time or that time. Um, and I think Liverpool was the first big test for us. And to get that win against a team that normally we don't win against, 
um, that was huge, huge for us. Um, Confidence-wise as well, you see Saka in that game get a double. Um, I can think of his penalty to get the winner, um, just a commentary on it as well. I think it might have been Peter Drury. Um, such mm. poise, such noise. Um, and, you know, he's just got so much weight on his shoulders at, t- at that time as well. Um, so I remember watching that, thinking that was just special, special. And I think most Arsenal fans would nearly say the same game um, because of how much we've struggled against Liverpool in you know recent years, probably maybe the last five years we've really struggled against Liverpool. I yeah, hundred percent. Um, that was one of my three goals before the season had started was to get top four, to have a good run in Europe, and to beat Liverpool. If we like tick all three of those, I was stoked mm. to get that yeah, job early that game. Like it was, yeah, huge. it was a big deal. It was a real like it, it was a big deal. Um, yeah, like, and on top of that, the amount of Liverpool um, fans that we're good mates with that love <laughs> to give a shit all the time. <laughs> um, made it especially especially good for us to get that over them. Oh, I haven't 100%. heard of Liverpool fans speak football for like six weeks. It's been so good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, even like I was nearly going to say so. I should have. Um, I was nearly going to say something in our chat to Joshy <laughs> about them losing three nil. No one fucking even said anything at all, and. I mean, neither did he really, but uh, I don't know. Oh, he chirped like... up in our in our comments on our Instagram page. He chirped up a little bit. Um, <laughs> he'd said something like "whinge, whinge, whinge" when I was complaining about something, and I replied "Brentford, Brentford, Brentford." <laughs> um, and he didn't speak to me for like two days. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love to see it. We love to see it. Um, also, like by the way. I um I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with Liverpool. Um, well, not with Liverpool, but uh, recent years and that year that they won 1920. I know it was kind of overshadowed by, uh, you know, COVID at the time, but like they finished on 99 points. Like that was fucking incredibly good. I like I actually forget that quite a lot. Um, yeah. And then I think it was the next year they scraped into the top four. I think. Um, not hundred percent sure. Anyway, like they've they've been they've been a really good team. Even when they've been bad, um, they've still managed to beat us. And yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you were saying, Lige. Like, yeah, you know, like we got obviously the mates to um to kind of shove it in their face, and you know we love doing <laughs> it when we can, so we will. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, um, that was a turning not a turning point because we've been good all season, but that was definitely um big confidence booster for us. Yeah. That game. 100%. I think most fans would say that game and going to Stamford Bridge and just dominating them entirely, it'd be those two, I think. If you're not talking about a North London derby, it'd be one of those two. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You'd nearly say those two games were actually um, probably uh, match-defining moments or season-defining moments, sorry, um, yeah. so far. Because yeah, we we've gone to Stamford Bridge and not been um, that good, you know, and and yeah, like we've just been saying, like we haven't been that good against Liverpool as well, and um, yeah, I, I do believe like that both those, um, like as bad as they are, we still struggle against them, and um, yeah, it's really good to see us fucking like dominate as well. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I couldn't agree more with you, Large. But he, yeah. I love that, mate. Yeah, absolutely love it. Um, yes. On to the third question I have for you. Uh, yeah, three goals for the season. Three favorite goals for the season. Um, no, like three objectives for the season. Oh, yeah, go on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I read that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, you, you guys um, sent this to me a bit earlier, so I had a bit of time to think about it. And um, obviously you got um, where we want to end up in the uh, Premier League end of the season and we got trophies and whatnot. That's that's some goals for us, and I'll get to them in a sec. Mm-hmm. But um, the, first, the first main goal for me was just to maintain this mental strength, I guess, that we have at the moment, which is you, you can see it so much in the confidence that we play in. Um, I think it's been such a huge factor for this season is how strong we've been in that point. Whereas like last, uh, not last season, but seasons before, you know, say we uh, maybe one or two nil down a game, you'd almost count us out sometimes because you just, you, you wouldn't see that in us to come back at times. But um, I think of the West Ham game just after the World Cup, um, we were talking at halftime, we were one nil down and we were all chatting saying, I'm confident we win this still. And that's such a good example of us being able to be confident and being able to know that we're the better team against every team we play. So I think that if we can maintain that, because it's also like, how can we ask for improvements on what we've done so far this season? We've done everything almost perfectly. We've had the best start we've ever had. Um, So it's kind of maintaining what we've already got. And with that confidence as well comes, I guess, you know, less errors, um, less silly fouls and whatnot. Like prime example, Granite Xhaka, look at him playing with full confidence, being a leader, and he's just a change player. He doesn't make those silly fouls, silly errors that he used to make. So it's kind of just, for me, I just want to see more of that, just keep that going. Um, I, I don't expect us to keep winning every single game but I want that when we maybe lose a game or draw a game that we come back strong the next. And I've got full faith that we can do that. So, yeah, that's my first goal um, for us. Um, second goal is um, I want us to win a trophy. That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's too much to ask of us right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't care what it is, but give us something, you know. Um, I'd love an FA Cup, Europa League, like, with the amount of quality in the Europa League at the moment, if we can win that, that's that that's pretty big. Um, obviously, it's hard for us with squad depth at the moment, so I do think the main focus is the Premier League, which you know that's the trophy to win. Um, but yeah, a trophy that'd be huge. And um, my last my last kind of goal for us was just to get top two. That's if we if we do that, I'm happy. Um, at at this point of time, that is. You know, maybe in a few weeks, if we keep winning games um, and we win the next game, then maybe I'll be a bit more confident. Maybe I'll say top one. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> now, now top two. That's that's a goal of mine. Do you reckon dropping out of the top two would be uh, underachieving now? Yes. Yeah. Surely. I feel like most Arsenal fans would think that. Um, the only down my mind is injuries and squad depth. Yeah. But I think I feel like our our team, our squad as a collective, you know, there is a bit of a drop off in our subs, but I feel like they can pick up where others left off somewhat. 
I feel like with the with the lead we got on most teams, or oh, every team we got a what is it, eight points ahead. Eight points, yeah. Eight points ahead. So for us to drop out of the top two would be my eyes a failure. So Yeah, okay. Okay. I hope that doesn't no. come back to bite me, but what was that? Sorry, yeah, I think top two. Yeah, I hope it doesn't come back to bite me. I was saying, but <laughs> we'll see. Look, yeah, we will see. There's, um, yeah, there's a long, a long second half of the season to go. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and and that's that's probably the most concerning uh, factor. I'm like I reckon. Um, still, like, you know, I'm, eighteen I'm games. More- I'm more concerned about those factors than I am of any other team right now, if I'm being totally honest. Like, the squad depth is our biggest issue, not Mm. another team being better. Mm. It's the depth, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I couldn't agree more, mate. It's, yeah, like with, especially with, like, watching Manchester City drop points to United and then United dropping points to to Crystal Palace this morning, um, that... Makes me very happy, obviously. Number one, like it's not fucking breaking any news there. Um, <laughs> but, but to see, like, especially City, I think that was a big, big, um, like watching them, you know, struggle. Like, I reckon they did struggle against City and um, uh, they struggled against United, sorry. Um, like, they're not beatable. I think I was talking to, about the same thing against, uh, oh, oh, sorry. Fuck me. Um, I was talking about this to Andy on our potty last week and um, and you, Gab. But, yeah. yeah, they do seem beatable now, and, and that's huge, obviously, mm-hmm. where, you know, before they haven't really been beatable. Like, they've been so good, been this unstoppable force, just fucking keep on, like, keeping on going. And, um, yeah, for, for me, it's, it's our own doing that could be – our downfall, if we do have a downfall, you know, not to be pessimistic, but I've got to be real here. Um, yeah. Especially with, with party being party. Um, he's obviously quite injury prone. Everyone knows that, but yeah. And he's playing such a big role. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, but look, fingers crossed that the boys will stay, stay, um, stay fit. And hopefully we sign, you know, a couple of players to add to our depth. Um, yeah, I yeah. It, it's it's like an in, I don't know. I feel like I'm you know, I feel like I'm the only Arsenal supporter being like in this negative mind space, you know. Um, yeah, you've also spent your whole life being let down as well, man. I get it for sure because I'm there. I'm there a lot too. Like I'm in that headspace a lot, but it's um yeah. I, I said this last week. Like we are programmed to have that you know, shitty feeling about a drop-off. It's built into us just over the last few years. Um, but, you know, I'm just, I've put that behind me a little bit and I'm ready to just enjoy every game and be excited and think we're going to win. And if I get hurt in, you know, 18 weeks' time, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're used to it. It's all right. Hey. I can deal with some more heartbreak. It's fine. Look, we've fucking been through the absolute ringer, that's for sure. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we've been through it, especially three and two seasons ago. Again, when I was looking through previous seasons, like to see that where I think we finished on 61 points both those times where we finished eighth with Mikel Arteta. Yeah, um, okay. 61 points, so thereabouts. Like we're on 47 points. 
yeah, we'll be as, there in four games time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um and talking about that that five year goal that um Arteta and Edu have and now we're, you know, ahead of schedule and you can clearly see that, you know. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's yeah, anyway, um, not to go off on a tangent, but um yeah, in yeah, we just need to sign. We need to sign some some players, that's for sure. I had a um think the other day when I'd listened back to our previous podcast with Andrew and we'd sort of made that comparison like with the year Leicester had won the league to us this year. I'd had a bit of think of a think back about that. I don't think they're similar at all. Like we are Leicester was a one off and that was clear at the time. But like we are the youngest team in the league and we're leading and we've got all of these guys not even in their prime yet and they're all signed to multi-year deals or about to re-sign another multi-year deal. Like, we've got years of this to come. Like, and that's – it's not even close to the Leicester thing. Like, I thought about it mm. a couple of days ago. Like, it's it's a great time to be an Arsenal fan and you can get, like, excited about the future. Mm. Even if there is a bit of heartbreak this year or something goes wrong, like, looking forward or even looking back two years ago, if you had said Mikel Arteta would have us where we are now, you would have called me a dickhead. Like, you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Oh, you would have laughed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, definitely not a one-off. Um, no, fuck no. Um, yeah, and even thinking back to that, I mean, the whole team got pretty much stripped. Um, like, you know, obviously Mahrez went to City and Kante went to Chelsea. I mean, those two players are huge losses. Anyway, like, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying, Gab. Like, even... Reading up on it, um, oh, fuck, it must have been yesterday, the day before. Um, Saliba's come out and said he's super happy and he's keen to sign, like, a new deal. Like, um, obviously, the rest of the young boys are on big deals. Like, or not big deals, but, you know, long-term deals. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's, it's clear that they want to stay and they want to they want to improve um, and they want to progress with this club. Um, and it's really good to see. Yeah, I, I actually still can't believe how young the boys are. When, like, they're talking about, like, you know, like, like Sakharis, but in Martin, like, all of them, Saliba, like, it, it's just fucking mental to, yeah, yeah to actually... Like, for the most part, they're, like, Elijah's age, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah. young. It's yeah. Good, it's a good, um, what, six years, seven years before most of them are even hitting their prime. So it's so exciting knowing, like, this oh, exactly. is the level we're at. And and to Gav's point before about how we, we can't actually compare ourselves to Leicester because we, we're not a one-off. We're not scraping wins. We are winning convincingly most games. Like, and I guess um, teams that win the league, they have to scrape a game every now and then. And we I guess we have done that throughout the season. But for the most part, we're looking like the dominant team in every game we play. And we can, hand, we can handle like a, a deep line. We can handle pretty much everything at the moment. I think I don't remember the last time we didn't score a goal at home. I think there's some really good stat about that. I'm not too sure. But we're always good for a goal. We know how to find the gaps. It's so exciting to watch. So exciting. It is. Yeah. Yeah, 100% large. I um, yeah, love that. I do believe we didn't score against Newcastle. I don't know if that was at home or not. But... Is that at home? Or... Nah. Ooh. I believe it was actually. Uh, well, I'm off there. But anyway, um... anyway, I know what you're getting at, though. <laughs> no, yeah, but most games are scoring. I think we're only two goals off 
um, goals scored compared to City, and they got Haaland. So, you know, for us to be scoring that many goals, we've conceded less than City, I believe, um, same goal difference. So if we can do that, then I, I wouldn't call us a one-off at all. I think we're starting oh. to look like one of those teams that can dominate for years as City and Liverpool have. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, we're on the same goal difference. So they've scored more, obviously, but conceded more as well. So we're on 28, um, 28 oh, plus 28, sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, which is which is just fucking amazing, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Come, come to think of it, like, yeah, your, like your point there, Gav, like, if you were to say this three years ago, I mean, I hate to admit it, but, like, you know, two years ago, I was like, Arteta oh, needs to go. Like, this is fucking rubbish. He's had a whole, like, summer off, and, yeah, I hate to admit it, but, um, yeah, I couldn't be more wrong, and I'm happy that I'm so wrong, you know? Happy they stuck by him, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's good to see. It's so, like they're playing such a good brand of footy, and everyone can recognise it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just um, I was just looking at um, Arteta's first squad that he had in Arsenal's first game. Um, yeah. Bear with, because it's pretty tough to listen to. So Leno <laughs> in goal, Maitland-Niles right back, Socrates, Louise, centre-backs, Saka left back. Oh. Um, Xhaka and Torreira at your two sixes, Nelson out right, Ozil, Aubameyang and Lacazette. Like mm. that back line compared to now... I don't know, there's not even like an English equivalent on how to compare those two in quality buckets. It's Literally. fucking chalk and cheese, hey? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> chalk and cheese, like, the, between the levels, the, the quality, um, you know, comparing now to then, like, it's so different. So different. Mm. Like, I think we may have said this probably at the, one of our first parties, like, I actually think this is the first time in years, like like years and years and years that I have full faith in our defense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. yeah. Like the boys just fucking give it everything. And it's great yeah. to watch, honestly, like us defend, like that was one of the biggest, my biggest um, uh, kind of talking points from the weekend was how good they defended. Um yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that in a second, but yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's probably a good segue into this Derby segment because um, I was going to say, even when, you know, our defence had been breached, Ramsdale was there and he was just fucking incredible. Mm, mate. Best game for Arsenal yeah. so far, I reckon. It's and so good to watch him. I'm, um, I'm so happy that... I know Martin Erdegaard got like a man of the match from like the Premier League maybe, but I'm pretty sure Ramsdale was voted like uh, man of the match by um, oh, like one of the television companies. I forget who it was, but um, I'm glad he actually got the recognition because, I, I, you know, seeing those first two huge saves in the first half, I was like, these are fucking amazing saves and I feel like they're not being talked about enough. Like, you know, the commentators kind of just brushed it off like, oh, yeah, like it was a good save. I was like, Fucking, you have no idea, cunt. Like, yeah. it is like one from Son in the first half and point blank range where we'd sort of try to play him offside and it didn't work. Mm. That save was fucked. That was insane. <clears throat> like, for that save, he had to, like, his decision making was fucking, like, perfect. 
to come yeah. out like it's so so hard to to kind of judge what to do in that situation um but everything like making himself big his decision making his timing was all perfect and that's what comes with like um you know just confidence and being a fucking world-class keeper like he that was awesome man and no yeah. one like no one has any idea how actually good that save was you know um, yeah, I was just about to say that. I don't think people realise how important Ramsdale is to our team. I think a, a lot of Arsenal fans do, but that Spurs game was a prime example of yeah. what we need, What what how important a goalkeeper is, I guess, when you look at Lloris um, for Spurs <laughs> in comparison. Yeah, that was right my first my note mouth. from this game. Sorry. I was, took the words right out of my mouth there. I was going to say Ramsdale's saves were great, yeah like not taking anything away, but the way he commanded that area and his distribution, like everything he did that game was fucking unreal. Mm. And then as Lodge said, you compare that to Lloris down the other end, anytime he had the ball at his feet or had to make a decision, he was so shaky and so unsure. Whereas Ramsdale was just at the opposite end of that spectrum. Mm. Pure confidence, hey, pure confidence. And you have to have that as a keeper, hey, and obviously... It's so great that both these keepers had the games that they did because it's exhibit A versus fucking exhibit B. And I mean, the first note that I took from this game was Larice sucks ass. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. Very valid. um, That goal, like, no, sorry. Let's go back even earlier. Six minutes in or whatever it was, um, the kerfuffle uh, trying to play out from the back, like, well, that was awful. That was like a a burnt laner for us about three years ago, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and that's not only like Larice getting um, nervy. That puts it on the whole team. That whole back line's questioning whether to even pass it back to him or like whether they want to play out from the back. That throws them off that whole aspect of the game. So, so good for us that he's yeah. the one doing it and not ours. And obviously that comes with a lot of... Um, you know, good work from Eddie and Kedia to, to press and press and press, and yeah, he did. Yeah. Paid off. Unfortunately, didn't get the goal, but um, yeah, like you said, the you know the I would have been fucking nervy passing it back to him if I just saw that happen. You know. Mm. Yeah, and we've all played like Sunday League or five side in a game where you've got a keeper that you've got no confidence in, and it just drops the whole team down. So to have Ramsdale there just ripping in, like it's yeah, just lifts the whole team. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, like, I even remember playing my first Prem's game as goalkeeper. I was nervous as fuck, but, you know, you'd expect better from Larice being, um, you know, credit where it's due. Like, he has been a good goalkeeper for his career. Um, mm. You'd think he'd have a fucking little bit more confidence in himself playing playing the ball, but, yeah, he was awful. He was well, awful. I mean, How confident would you be as a keeper if you've got Eric Dyer? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't have been confident passing to him. That's for sure. Um, or fucking anyone in that Tottenham team, really, apart from maybe Son and um, Benton Kerr, but he didn't play. Um, well, we were yeah, speaking up Romero prior to the game, and I will continue to do that. But he had a bad game. He was awful. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't great. And. Just want to be clear before we really rip into this. When this is not a Spurs potty, uh, obviously, but we fucking love ripping into them when they're uh, yeah. you know down in the mud. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it wasn't. It was actually such a good, good overall performance from us. Um, so they set up pretty much right from the beginning as a five-four-one. Um, yeah, playing a very deep line, but um, you know we were able to break that down quite easily, actually. Um, mm. Yeah, very. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> easier than I actually expected. Um, going back to our like our potty last week with Andy. Um, yeah, I didn't think we'd can. We, I didn't think we'd score in the first half. I thought they were just going to fucking park the bus, park the bus, but park the bus anyway, and they were still shit. So it's great to see. Only one genius out of the three of us on the podcast last week predicted the score. I don't know who that was, but. <laughs> Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Gav. Actually, that was unreal because it wasn't just the um the two nil prediction, but also predicting how shit Larice would be. Yeah, um, that was that was from the get go. We could see that Gav was messaging us saying, "I told you so." <laughs> so that was yeah, good to see. No, I'll give you I'll give you credit there, Gav. Well done, mate. <laughs> we come we come to this podcast for our good predictions. So. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually shocked. I wonder if there's a stat anyone's done. Um, done a little bit of researching on uh, how long it's been since Kane hasn't scored in a in a North London derby. It's been um, a while, bro. I don't even want to know, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, neither actually. But it'd be interesting, you know. I'd love to know how long it's been since they've not been awarded a penalty against us. I feel like yeah. that's been a while. That has been a while, Phil. That's probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's um, that it has been fuck. They they're good for a pen against us, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, like, I I didn't think they were that great in the first half at all. No. Um. Yeah. So I got a hit. I got a comment. What a hit from Martin. Fucking. Um. They allowed him so much space. I don't know why. And he had a shot not long before that goal as well. And it was so obvious, like, no one's pressing him. What's going on? And he probably thought straight away after that shot, it's like, if I get that chance again, I'm taking it. And he done it exactly how he should have. Lloris had no chance. It wasn't even that powerful either. It kind of bobbled along the ground a bit, but he just yeah. done it so well with that time and space as well. Of course, he's going to pick that corner. Yeah. On his left boot, fucking thanks for coming, really. Um mm. For a guy yeah. that's had like a two-month stretch like he has had, I don't know how the fuck you play with what is essentially a back seven and not closing down. They've got a five in the back and then two DMs and he's got four or five seconds of space. Yeah. Shambles. Which obviously in the Premier League is fucking so much time. Yeah. So much time. Um, yeah. Did, did you have any other notes on that before we move on? From the oh. first half. Oh my god! No, no, no! Fuck it! Like I think I, I think I skipped a bit, bit. But he, how about um, obviously the own goal from Larice. Fuck yeah, off. dude. Sorry, yeah. mate. I really missed that. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Yeah, that so was bad. awful. That was so bad. Such bad goalkeeping. And I try and defend goalkeepers where I can, but that was awful. Yeah. I don't, like, it wasn't a powerful cross at all. Like, it's, you could have gloved that one-handed, I'd be, if I gave you 10 goes at that, you could glove that one-handed, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 
Um, yeah, it wasn't. I don't get it either. Sorry, but no, you're right. Like, if the ball's coming that way, for him to hit it backwards, that's hard to do. Like mm. that's what I was thinking <laughs> when I was watching. Like, felt like our players felt bad celebrating. They're like, fuck, that's a shocker. <laughs> I mean, not not for me, not for us. But I bet as a Spurs fan, you'd be not happy, not happy. You'd nearly fucking give him the flick, wouldn't you? Well, who's their backup? Who've they even got? Um, Great question. Fraser Forster. Jesus Christ. Gee. <laughs> Keep him on, man. Yeah. Look, it's it's great for us. Shit for them, obviously. But great for us. Um, well, I think but- he's their backup captain as well. So Harry Kane's their captain. I'm pretty sure Larice is their backup captain. So he's a part of that leadership squad too. So he's not going to get dropped anytime soon. No, that's right. Um, but with performances like that, you you got to question it, don't you? Well, you got to question what's going to happen tomorrow morning for us here. He's going to be coming up against Haaland. Yeah. If Haaland, if Haaland chooses like 60% of his capability. Like it's going in. Oh, 100%. It's just got to be on target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, absolute howler from Larice. Absolute howler. I just, there's no way you can you can defend him in that situation. Like no. there's no circumstance or there's no scenario where you can possibly like you do. First of all, you, you like obviously keepers get um, a lot of stick for conceding on their near post. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you can kind of have a dig at goalkeepers for that, but it's a lot harder than you think. But for what, Larice did was was awful, absolutely awful. <laughs> yeah, um, I watched a, like a lot, and um, yeah, no, it was not great. Yeah, not great at all. But um, yeah, anyway, love our boy Saka um, for that. Love the celebration too. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm loving this um, three point shot celebration from Odegaard that he's pulled out the last <laughs> month or so. Hey. Awful yeah, shooting, jump shot, but I love the love the effort. Oh, I absolutely love it! Yeah, it's great. It is. Um, I'd love to know where it came from. Well, Zinchenko used to do. He bet, I think he scored like maybe a couple of goals at City Zinchenko, but he did celebrate like that once in like an FA Cup game one time. I saw that get recirculated. I don't know if that's mm. where that's come from, but yeah, it could be. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Either way, I mean. Going back to what you said, um, one of your goals was Lige. Um, you can really see that, and like it's very evident that the boys are all just on fucking the highest of vibes. Like they're all getting along mm-hmm. with yeah. celebrations like that. Um, not only that, but that's just like an example of of what we see as fans and how they, are, you know, uh, like their morale is just so like it's on another fucking level. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's really been like this for um for ages. Like seeing, like I know it's such a simple thing to to say, but it's so true. Like they're just on another level with vibes, and it's great to see. It's clear mm. that it's um making them perform better. Like when you trust your fucking like your mates, like yeah, it just makes it all that easier to to play with them um and have confidence in them and yeah it's very evident very evident it, to see it makes it good to watch too because it feels like relatable it feels like you're watching like 
you know, a bunch of mates play together like you would be on a Saturday or a Sunday. You feel like you're watching your team that you play for just have a great fucking time with your good, mm. good mates. It feels like it's very, feels up very similar. Yeah, no, it does. 100%, Gav. Yeah, I was just uh, thinking that like you second graders watching the boys play at the nest, hey? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to note on that goal or thereabouts? I don't know if I'm missing anything at the minute, just around that time frame. Yeah, I didn't have much for the first half that we haven't touched on. One thing I did have was their fans were just dead quiet, barring the first 10 minutes of that game. And then our away corner just picked up with the Saliba chance and then Super Mick Arteta chance, singing, screaming, like they were so quiet. Um, a good mate of theirs, Tonksy, who's over there, um, Arsenal fan as well. Um, he was sending me videos on Instagram and it was just dead quiet there. Hey, there was nothing happening. And then he's sending me videos of the away end and it was just, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely was buzzing, like hey. Five or 8,000 away fans or something along those lines and like 50,000 Spurs fans and it was so quiet from them. <laughs> it's actually embarrassing, I think. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know this actually, but um, yeah, I was talking to Tonks and he was saying like, because I was like, oh, like, are you going to wear your Gunners jersey? But you're not actually allowed to. They actually kick you out. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know that was the case, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, people will do it and, like, wear it under a hoodie or whatever. But, yeah, it's frowned upon. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm all for it. But, um, yeah, anyway. I mean, especially in a North London derby. But I can mm. see why people get, like, imagine how easy it would be to cause a stir, like, cause something. You know? Well, and, and that's the thing, and we can touch on it when we get onto the second half with what happened after the game with the fan being a twat and Richarlison crying, blah, 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 and that starting a bit of a scuffle, but there was actually a big fight outside of the stadium after. So oh, stuff right. like that would happen way more if, you know, you were wearing your colours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah that's a very good point, actually. Um, yeah. yeah, imagine, yeah. I mean, like... There'd probably be a lot more Arsenal fans that you think, actually, as well. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to travel too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another note that I got here was anything 50-50, the boys are winning those challenges. They want the ball. Um, so evident that they, yeah, any 50-50 chance, like, they were winning. They were so much, like, so much more. Like, um, they were so much, like, so, oh, sorry. <clears throat> so much more physical than Tottenham as well. Like they shut on them in terms of a physical sense. Like they were fucking, you know, not to uh, throw a little bit of Ricky Stewart in here, but they were weak go to dogs, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they, no, they won nothing. Um, that was 50, 50, you know, like the boys just wanted it more. And um, I thought that was really impressive, actually really impressive. Like, leading up to the game, I thought to myself, I'm like, there is no way they can play a five-back with two centre midfielders with the way our midfield operates. I'm like, there is no way they can do that. Why would they do that? And then they did it. And then I pulled the <laughs> line up and I was like, fuck right, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of pride from Antonio Conte. I don't know. Um <laughs> And to your point, um, Maka, 
one of the big notes that I took from the first half was just how good we were at pressing, like such smart pressing all over the field, wanting it so much more than them um, from our front line, pressing their de- uh, their defence and Lloris, and then you'd see balls get put all the way up to Kane and Saliba is all over him every single time, pressing him, getting the ball, and they just couldn't do it to us. The other note I had was how good we are of passing out of their press. Mm-hmm. Like it was just... I feel like that was one of the main points of that half is we could pass it out of their press and they couldn't do it to us. Um, that's got, yeah, a lot to do with how much me, we want it more than them, um, which I love so much, so much. Yeah, it was actually, you know, um, when we had it you know, playing out from the backward, it was fucking beautiful to watch actually. Just the the quick one, uh, one-touch passes, um, you know, and they were pressing pretty high as well, um, mm. you know, deep in, into our half. And it was, like, fucking amazing to watch, actually. I don't think many other teams probably, obviously, City could do that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's another team in the Premier League that could that could pass out of the back with so much pressure mm-hmm. like we do. Yeah, technically, like, our technical ability is looking so good at the moment. I think it's the best I've seen as a whole um, team since I started supporting Arsenal, to be honest. Like, yeah, like you said, the way we can pass out of those tight areas, it's not easy to do. Like anyone that's played before, as soon as you get in press, your mind kind of loses itself a little bit unless you really know what you're doing. And that whole team is just so switched on, finding the right passes, always looking up, etc. Like it's just so good to watch. And it's like it's autonomous at the moment too. Like it's because they're not having to think where they're passing it because they know the man they're passing the ball to is going to be there. Like, it's just mm. working so well. Um, and you compare it even to last year. We Like, when we, we conceded two goals to Liverpool and lost the game from it, from trying to play out from the back, um, namely uh, Nuno Tavares. He was a big part of that as well. Um, I think he ended up getting ripped off not long after. Um, mm. But he's so shaky trying to play out from the back and it was just such a liability. And then they counted twice, like press, sorry, twice and scored two goals from it. Um, I think that was the away game where we were in it for the most part. And then, uh, yeah, they just scored a couple. Um, but, yeah, you compare that to this year. It's like we can do that against any team in the league. I'm so confident in that. Oh, 100%. Um, again, chalk and cheese really, isn't it? Like, mm. um yeah, if, if it's Ben White playing out the back, um, you know, he'll play to Xhaka most of the time it's party, and then he'll play it like first time. It's like, boom, first time, first time, first time. And then sure enough, like we're either on the counter or like gaining a lot of a lot of um, possession into their half kind of thing. And I feel like for most teams, um, they're defending. They're like, what the fuck just happened, you know? Um, <laughs> they're like, fucking do they actually just get out of that? And yeah. yeah, no, it's it's beautiful to watch. Actually, it, it really is. Yeah, um, it's such a it's such a big part of the football, and I think we've fucking nailed it for the time being, at least. Um, obviously, that uh, goes all the way back to how good Aaron Ramsdale is at, at um, playing out from the back and how confident he is with the ball at his feet. Yeah, it's awesome to watch. Um, yeah, no, yeah, you make a very good point there, Lige. Um, on that note, I feel like you've really come into um, 
quite a bad time to support Arsenal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thinking back, we said 2015. Yeah, 2015. So first proper season that um, I really um, got right into it was when Leicester won. Um, so th- that that season mm. we we came second. We looked pretty good, but the dip we had, um, it was yeah, it was tough. It was very tough. It's been tough. But, um, it makes it all the better watching us come uh, coming first at the moment. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Yeah, it does, hundred percent, mate. After you, uh, you, you've seen some winters. It's um, it's nice yeah. to be on top, that's for sure. It's one way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, just another quick note that I wanted to, to talk about: how good uh, Zinchenko was at the left back set, Emerald. I think he lost it like maybe twice in that mm. first half. Apart from that, he fucking nailed it. Absolutely yeah, nailed but, it. Uh, We've got room for errors like that, though, because I know the two times you're talking about, and both times it was Gabriel was there working, 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 and winning it back straight away. Straight away. There's a bit of room for error, like in the way that it's set up. But um, yeah, yeah. Zinchenko is insane. Like the one word you use to describe him is just like control. Like whenever he's on the park, it is just so fucking calm. And he could play 10 in our team and do really well, but he's just sat back and just controlling it from left back like it's I don't know if there's anyone else in the Prem that does it like that um from left back especially you could probably say Cancelo maybe but I don't even know if he does yeah. that as well yeah okay okay that's a big cool big cool but I like yeah. to hear it I um yeah I also think like quite highly of um Cancelo but yeah no probably now you mentioned it yeah like in terms of more of a holding position. I don't think Cancelo has anything on Zinchenko, but going forward, I think he's fantastic. Obviously, yeah. they're playing in different teams in different roles, so yeah, yeah, um, it's hard to compare a little bit. But no, yeah. yeah, you make a good point there, Gav. Um, but no, I, was, I thought he was fucking excellent in that first half. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that obviously we talked about um, how good Ramsdale was, um, how shit Larice was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they only had a couple of opportunities in that first half, and and both Ramsdale stood up to the uh, to the task and fucking nailed it. Really, absolutely mm-hmm. nailed it. But, um, yeah. Did you want to move on to the second half, mate? Yeah, perfect, bro. Yeah, lovely. Um, yeah. So Spurs came out uh, a lot stronger in the first half. But, um, yeah, still really didn't have many big opportunities for me. Uh, oh, no, they no, they did actually, and Ramsdale fucking nailed it. That's right, sorry. Um, apart from that, I, I feel like they didn't, they didn't really have another big scoring opportunity, did they? They had a few, like uh, Harry Kane had a glancing header from uh, Hoiberg out on the right there. He crossed the ball in. Um, I thought Harry Kane did really well to get there, to be fair to him. Um, but, you know, it was hard to guide it away from Ramsdale there. Um, they, they had moments for sure, um, but they were relying too heavily on, with all due respect to him, someone like Sessegnon, who's like he's not a Premier League footballer. He's just not. Um they're relying on him to get forward and counter, um, which is where his best qualities probably are. But then defensively, like he's a massive liability. Um, and going forward, I thought he was awful. 
Um, I did have a quick note written down. There's a bit of a funny one when he had a shot um, and Ramsdale again, believe it or not, made another save. Um, <laughs> it's just like a close-up footage of Cessnong shooting and then Ben White just screaming in his ear before he shot. So fucking funny. Yeah. So that's the most fun day thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> He's such it's a good crazy, character. Like, hey, sorry, Lodge. I was just saying he's such a good character for our team. He seems like the funniest kid. Um, yeah. I remember nice. one one goal celebration where he just dinked the ball up on Odegaard's head. It's like little things like that you always see. He's the most calm and collected player as well. It's Even crazy his post-match well, interviews right? as well. Sorry. Oh, no, you're right, Lodge. What were you saying, mate? Um, I was just going to say him even playing right back as good as he is, like, How's that happen? He's he's a centre back. Obviously, he played right back a bit as well, but it's so seamless. He he's ball on one of the best in in the league, really, at that position for a position he didn't play all last season. Um, so good to see him doing well. Yeah, I think if you were if you weren't to know that he actually is a centre back, you'd think he's fucking yeah. You're right, like one of the best right backs. Mm. You, like, you'd think he's, he's been playing right back for fucking years, like. And he was a he was a six at Leeds before he went to Brighton and played centre back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like his ball playing skills are phenomenal. They are like a six, and yeah, like even even now he's um he doesn't do a lot of them, but they're still fucking fantastic when when he pulls them off and when he like he tries it. Um, yeah. He's getting way better at his overlapping runs too and timing them and producing quality with them as well. Yeah. Like initially when he'd been moved to right back, he was very just solid and did his job there. But now he's like evolving into getting forward and doing that job um, better than, I don't know, or any other right back we've got, I think. Because um, Tommy Asu is a bit like that too. He'll just sort of sit and do his job. He won't get forward too much. Mm. Um, and then Cedric's... Cedric, he's, uh, Cedric's on the way to Fulham, actually, I believe. That should be confirmed the next day or so. Yeah, I didn't um, see that. Yeah. Forgot he played for us, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hasn't gotten a lot of minutes this season, that's for sure. No. Um, but no, he's, yeah, Ben White's been phenomenal. It's still crazy thing he doesn't play for England, even at centre-back, but, I mean, that's, that's for another time, really. Yeah, if it was any other manager other than Southgate, it'd be confusing, but makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so Ramsdale makes a couple of big saves. Big saves again. Um, I'm really glad he got man of the match because, mm-hmm. as I said before, like goalkeepers don't get appreciated enough. And, yeah, I feel like he does a lot more of that and doesn't get the recognition for it. But, yeah, anyway. He, um, yeah, I reckon he played so fucking well. Anyway, um, for ages there, I've got, um, yeah, Spurs finally have come to play in the 51st minute of the game. <laughs> the boys working their dicks off, the boys defending so well. Um, yeah. yeah, and the boys never look like they were going to concede. Um, <laughs> The boys defending like the diggers in Gallipoli. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they defended that well in the second half. It was awesome to watch. Like, it was awesome to watch. Um, yeah. yeah, you're up there. Right. Totally. totally um, I thought it was real good to see that. You know, we're a team that's normally always pressing, really. We're the ones that 
like to be on the front foot, but we're on the back foot for most of the half, to be honest. Um, we're a good, good portion, and to get the clean sheet and not really look like we we're going to concede, um, that's huge for us, huge for us to um, be able to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> no, absolutely, mate. Yeah, it was it was huge. And I think it was what we said would happen. Um, I kind of predicted it would be more like the 80th minute, but that they would try and score a goal because it would be nil all and, you know, because they'd been defending for fucking 80 minutes and then they would try and push and then that's when we'd get the goal. But um, they pushed anyway because they had to and, yeah, they were shit going forward and we defended that well. So yep. it, was, um, it was really good to see. Really good to yeah, see. I did yeah. want to, because this is like probably one of my main talking points from that second half outside of what we've just touched on. But like the defending really started from the front. Um, I'll put my hands up and say I didn't expect him to ever have a game like this. But Eddie's work rate was fucking phenomenal. Like he did that Jesus role that night and I'd never thought I'd see him do it. Um, like he was like tracking back to right back, covering for Ben White. He was just running, running, running on both ends of the path. Like he was just working his ass off the whole time. And I, I was dead wrong. I never thought he would have a game like that. It just, for me, wasn't in him to do that. But yeah, I put my hands up. I was very wrong there. <clears throat> no, I um couldn't agree more again. Uh I know we pretty much see eye to eye on, on everything and maybe that's not what the listeners want, but it's what they're going to get anyway. <laughs> um, I, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more with you, mate. I was actually shocked when I saw Eddie and Kedia fucking working his dick off right back to the 18-yard box, or even deeper than that. I was, um, I was not only shocked, but I was impressed by his work ethics. It was, um, it was awesome. And, yeah, I, didn't, I never expected him to be like that. But he's proven both of us wrong. I'm sure he's proven a lot of other uh, Arsenal fans wrong as well. Maybe out of outside of Arsenal fans as well, um, probably as well. Like you know, since the World Cup, everyone's kind of been expecting us to drop off a little bit, and I don't think we have it all. And Eddie and Caddy has killed it, absolutely killed it. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Lage? No, I totally agree as well. Actually, um, always feels like when he's playing, it's kind of like he's got a point to prove to all the fans um, and for him to be able to have us all agreeing that he was real good on that game without scoring a goal. Um, yeah, I think it shows that he knows what he has to do to play that front position when Jesus is out. And it makes it real interesting as well when Jesus does come back, if he's going to keep killing it like he, well, in fairness, he's been exceeding my expectations a lot every game pretty much. Um, so if he can keep doing that, um, just makes it all the better for us. Jesus coming back and just that competition for the front spot, um, given we don't get another forward in this um, transfer window. But it's just good to have that competition, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I think that also relates to other positions in terms of our squad depth. Um, you know, you'd say that's the same thing for for Zinchenko, Tierney, and Ben White and Tommy Yasu. And then the, both the boys with Ben White as well because he can still play centre-back. I think we forget that as well. Um, yeah. But in terms of Eddie, yeah, and, and Jesus, yeah, 100%. That, that competition's great for us. Absolutely mm. great. And, um, yeah, we we love to see it. We love to see that work, I think. On, um, top, of, on top of that, sorry. No, um, you're right, mate. I was just going to say 
with the competition, it's also Smith Rowe coming back as well. It's just going to step Martinelli up, you'd think, um, and Saka because there's just another player to go in the mix that wants to be starting and has the capability to be starting in this team. Um, and that's exactly what teams like Man City have. They always have a second world-class option, or maybe not world-class, but, you know, um, top-quality option in most positions. So for us to have that in most of our positions going forward, it's real important, I reckon. Yeah, very important, mate. Yeah, I mean, you make a very good point there. Very good point there. Um, again, it, it's just such a good time for us at the moment and hopefully just keeps on keeping on, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, it was... Yeah, overall, I mean, it was just such a fucking dominant performance. Um, just start to finish, I think we, yeah, 100% with a better team. Better team won. And, um, yeah, better team got the three points, which is obviously huge. Um, a lot of people were kind of, um, I didn't really <clears throat> have this point of view, but, like, um, there was a lot of people more so non-Arsenal fans that were like, there's more pressure on us to win now. Um, and, you know, going into that, we didn't have a very good record at uh, at Spurs home ground and um, mm. came out the other side. Again, proved everyone wrong. And, yeah, it was just great to see. Great to see. Um, yeah, you always have anything to touch on that? First win there since 2014 when Arteta was captain. <laughs> mm. Mm. That Pretty. says a lot. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't yeah, think it was a lot, that doesn't long. It? I thought it was like 17, 18, but yeah, obviously wrong. I think, I don't know where I saw it. I must have thought, like, saw it just on Facebook or something. Um, the results since 2014, pretty mm. grim. Um, yep. A couple of draws, I think, and then the rest have been losses. And yeah, literally two draws, I think, yeah. Yeah, not great, not great. But, uh, yeah, the tables have turned, that's for sure. And um, to dominate there like we did, is is a huge fuck you to everyone, really, especially mm. Spurs too. It, it did give me similar vibes to that Chelsea game earlier in the year at Stamford Bridge too, like to go there and dominate the game from start to finish, maybe excluding like 10, 15 minutes. It was, yeah, very, very similar. Yeah, big time, big time, mate. Um, again, yeah, just another... another uh, mini goal, I guess you'd have to say for for our our season at the minute. Um, you know, like we're saying, it was Liverpool and Chelsea, and now Tottenham away. Yeah, yeah huge, huge like mini goal, I guess you'd say. Um, mm. Yeah, now it's it's definitely obviously has as it has been always um, since the start of the season. Just take it game by game, and yeah, keep on keeping on. Yeah, that was another thing I was about to say. Like, because even a mate of ours who's a United fan after they beat City, he was like, "Oh, what do you think that does to your game tomorrow?" And I'm like, it "Doesn't fucking do anything. It's the exact same. Like, we've got we're versing Tottenham tomorrow. We're gonna go and win it. That's it. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. It's the game's on tomorrow. We're gonna go win it. That's mm-hmm. all it was. It was nothing to do with points or another team or any other external factor. It was, and that's the attitude of like that whole squad. It's like the next game is coming. Let's go get it." Yeah, and they uh, did that with, um, yeah, confidence. Absolute, the highest of confidence, really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Oh, no. How do we miss the first half? How do we fucking not talk about um, parties hit? Oh, mm. yeah. Okay, yeah. Bruh. About that. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. You see that off your shin too. How do you get that much power off your fucking shin? Yeah. And like that connection was still perfect. Like yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> goes in, that's surely goal of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. It'd be our goal of the season, Arsenal's goal of the season. It'd have to be the Premier League goal of the season. Yeah, you'd think so far anyway. Yeah, for sure. That like is spine tingling stuff, really. It's mm. oof, that uh yeah, send shivers down your spine. Fuck me, that was oh my god, imagine if that went in. But um <laughs> yeah, we were, I don't know how we missed we that. Were, we were talking um just before recording, weren't we, about parties found these um shooting boots. Mm. Um Top two goals for us last year in um, the voting poll, I think. Yeah, for um, 2022, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we know, we always knew we could shoot, but um, early on, it was definitely sending him up into the stands a fair bit. Yeah. It's good to see him hit the target more and more. And he was really getting a, like a lot of stick for that as well. I mean, deservingly so. Some of those shots were not great. Well, <laughs> and he knew that too, because I remember... Um, I think it was pre-season this year, he'd been asked how would he rate his Arsenal career so far. And the interviewer would sort of like, would you say six, seven? And he was like, no way, it's been a four. I need to be better. Or paraphrasing, but yeah, he said it was been a four so far. I need to do better. Um, and literally ever since then, the timeline's just worked out that he's literally been dropping. I've got a graphic here, but he's been dropping at least 7.2s out of 10 for the last 36 games. That's big, hey? Yeah. That's fucking so Mr. Good. Consistent, really. So good. We've been crying for a good CDM like him for so long. Um, we were talking a little while ago. I don't remember the last solid CDM we had like him. Pretty much world-class um, CDM. I don't remember the last one we actually had um, that was consistently playing well like him. Yeah. Um, and on that note, there was like a, a post I saw. It was... Right now, who is the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League? And it was Party, Rodri, and Casemiro. And I mean, like, to even put him in the same category. I mean, probably, uh, don't get me wrong, like, Casemiro's been pretty good for Manchester United and Rodri's Rodri, like, he's another fantastic Spanish CDM. They produce him like they fucking grow on trees. But anyway. <laughs> um, but to to put Party in that same conversation now is huge. I mean, like, Casemiro's been a a world-class CDM for years now. Like he's, you know, and, and to put him in that same conversation, it, it's it's really evident to, to everyone that he's been that fucking good, really. Like, and you look at um, like teams without good CDMs, um, obviously we use, I mean, I can use Chelsea for sure because, I mean, I think Jorginho has been one of the most overrated players for the fucking past five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's taking my language there. He is awful. Yeah, he sucks. Um, I mean, even more recently, Fabinho's really dropped the ball for, for Liverpool um, this season. Maybe last, I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, that CDM role is so, so crucial to any performing team, to any team at all. And, yeah, Party's just been awesome. Like, just watching him, he's so calm on the ball. It's, yeah. it's really what you want to see, especially because... We've been through them. Um, obviously, Jack has been Jack in the previous few years, but like even thinking back to like Ganduzi, um, yeah, Torreira, uh, even El Nani before this season hasn't been that great as well. And yeah, Party's 
really given us a lot of confidence. So it's it's great to see. Hey, yeah, yeah. You'd hate you would hate to see where we would be right now without him. Honestly, yeah, him and you, you may as well throw Jacker in that same conversation yeah, as well. Yeah, because hey? you take them out of the team and the drop off is huge. Um, all respect to Lukonga and um, El Nenny, it's just not the same when they're playing. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to know where we would be without them. And it's scary thinking um, about injuries that might come as well, um, what we would do without them. But, yeah. Um, fingers, fingers crossed we can – I hope we can get a signing, but it's not I, – I just got told by Gab before there's 11 days left um, to get that signing, and it doesn't look heaps likely at the moment, so mm. – it is a bit concerning, but the, I think from what I've been reading as well, um, I mean, we'll talk about it um, in the second half of this potty, but um, yeah, Edu and, and Arteta have been working relentlessly apparently um, to to make a summer, or sorry, a um, like a mid-season uh, transfer signing. Um, yep. Yeah, so we'll see if that comes through. 11 days, a lot can happen in 11 days, so see what happens, but um, yeah, did you boys have any other notes that you wanted to talk about the uh, North London derby, apart from obviously London's red? Um, <laughs> it's obvious. obvious. Um, <laughs> I only had a couple of little ones. Um, first one being Spurs fans piling out of the stadium with 15 minutes to go. That's always a beautiful sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the other one was... And he's really getting on my nerves this year. But um, Gary Neville and Richard Keyes complaining about Martinelli's touch on his back when he was taking the piss. Um, yeah, they've been moaning about it like since then. Um, but yeah, that's about it. There's a few like little shithousey oh. moments, um, like with Richarlison and Ramsdale and that. I don't really want to talk about that fan kicking Ramsdale too much. Like, there's no place for that. Um, no, just not a flog. Yeah, apparently he's been taken into custody, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, who I don't really want to speak about him too much. Um, yeah. I was, um, I was seeing a few comments on some Instagram posts saying um, he should be forced to watch the rest of the um, Spurs games this season as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fitting for him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, again, I don't want to talk about it a lot, but, yeah. The nerve and the audacity is obviously at an all-time low Yeah, to do that. Um, yeah, anyway. I mean, the stewards should be like, sacked as well, but yeah. Yeah, that was awful from them. Um, but even like Richarlison, he won't get in trouble for mm. sort of starting the momentum behind that push and shove. He yeah. won't get in trouble at all. Um, I don't even know what he was complaining about. Like, he was just Ramsdale literally smiled at him and poked his tongue out. Like, if that's enough for you to lose your head. Um, and this is a guy that I don't like at all, but Spurs have bought... He, he doesn't get spoken about enough. Spurs bought him for £60 million pounds and Hugo Lloris has scored more goals than Richarlison. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's £60 million pounds and he hasn't scored all year. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Martinelli gone to take a corner at some point in the game and um, Richarlison being um, on the sideline warming up. Martinelli went to just give him a little handshake, Brazil um, Brazil squad together, um, and he fully just nabbed him, just yeah. rejected yeah. him. Um, 
It just shows how much loser. he is. I, I love that we don't have players like that in our team. Richarlison actually told him in that little interaction to stop diving. That's what he said to Martinelli. And coming from Richarlison to say stop diving. Uh, yeah. Taking the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking loser. He sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... It's yeah, it, it it's awful. It really is awful. Um, yeah, but um, anyway, again, yeah, not to shed light on. Yeah, Richarlison's a flog. Spurs fans, no go. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. hot stuff from Ramsey. Uh, uh, Ramsey Albert. Yeah, yeah, the king of shit, Azri at the minute. One more little thing, and it was very minor. I didn't see it till like a day after the game, but Martinelli chucking that scarf up on the camera, the one that's on the um, zip line thing. Mm. That's so funny. The spider cam, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, hot stuff, hot stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah, all right, no, well. Never <laughs> nervous going into that game, and obviously the boys proved us all right. Like, it was, yeah, really in no contest, so stoked to see it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I guess that, yeah, so after that, I mean, there's been a couple other matches since then. But, yeah, Spurs are, um, what are they, 33 points. We're 47. They're in fifth. We're fucking miles ahead of them. Um, yeah, I believe, there's a new, I believe there's a new song getting around that explains the math to Antonio Conte and his <laughs> colourful new nickname, which is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Probably can't really sing that on this potty, but anyway. That's good. Yeah, they play uh, City tomorrow morning as well, which hopefully I'll be able to watch that um, at work. But yeah, well, hopefully, um, hopefully there's a draw out of that, and yeah, go from there. Really, again, doesn't really affect us, but boys will uh, just keep taking game by game now. So. Yeah, yeah um, all right. Well, it's probably a good time to wrap up the first half of the episode there and we'll be back in a short second for the second part talking about Manchester United game and some possible transfers. Welcome back to the second part of the episode. Um, going to briefly touch about a bit of United predictions, um, talking about some possible transfers, some names that have been thrown around. Um but yeah, let's talk about United first. I, yeah, I think this is another big, big, big game for us. Um, <clears throat> not only because they're coming third, right behind City, but um, obviously, you know, we need the points. I'm not breaking any news saying that, but they actually haven't been playing that well. Uh, have been playing well, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be a good game. It'll be a very good game, I reckon. Um, United definitely have a point to prove. Uh, what are your What are your boys' thoughts coming into this game? Well, concerned? Look, I, had this or... chat, I had this chat on the last podcast. I'm way more concerned about City and other factors. I'm not concerned about United. Like it's a lot of this is their fans getting hyped about this run that they're on, which is great, and they have improved. Um, but this morning, dropping points to Palace, um, I think that's just shining a bit of light on where they're actually at. They are working towards a goal, but they're far from where they need to be. Um, and they, their fans are talking about this run that they've been on. They haven't had a 
tough game since, and I use tough in air quotes there, but like since Villa at the 7th of November where they lost 3-1. Since then in the league, they beat Fulham, Forest, Wolves, Bournemouth. Like that's not a good, that's nothing to get mm. pumped about. Like winning's a great habit, sure. But they're carrying on like Marcus Rashford's turned into Ronaldinho overnight <laughs> and like Ten Hag's the new Fergie and they're just beating it to death. And then to back on that point with City, like they do have holes where they can fall apart. In saying that, that first goal they scored is egregious with that offside. That should never be a goal, but neither here nor there. Um, They ended up getting a result against City, which is probably good for us because I can see United dropping off. And I can see on Monday for us, just us beating them at home comfortably. Mm. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge that's at home. Um, not that I think it matters overly when you think about it. I think we should have beat them last game, like you said. Um, so it shouldn't matter where we play, we should be beating them. But we haven't lost to them in at least uh, in five years at home. Um, got a good, pretty, a pretty good record against them. Um, and then on top of that, the game this morning, Casemiro again, a yellow card. So he's out for the game which is um, a big loss for them, to be honest. Um, we were talking just before we started recording, Gav and I, um, and he was saying he kind of hoped Casemiro was playing just so they wouldn't have any excuses because they're great for one. Um, would have beat them with their full team. <laughs> but, oh, well, we'll beat them anyway. Yeah, 100%, mate. Yeah, I'm not, not really concerned. Um, you know, it seems like they're pretty good at home, but away they're not great uh, I didn't catch a lot of the game from this morning however I saw the last 10 minutes which was great um, that free kick from Elise oh my days that was awesome yeah fuck that was hot he didn't even celebrate oh he barely celebrated I was like bro what are you like you just scored well, I don't know what stonker. that is is he like a United junior or something or I don't know it was weird yeah well, I thought it was Bizarre as well, yeah. Very bizarre, very weird. Um, I mean, that was awesome that free kick. Fuck, mm. especially but, when uh, it's always barring in, like it just gets your tail lagging. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you're not saving that. I didn't read into it a lot, but um, apparently Michael Owen was blown up about like it could have been stopped or something. I was like, shut up, like, <laughs> Michael we were one of the worst pundits. Um, <laughs> hey, Michael Owen complaining about something, you're joking. <laughs> Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, it was – so, yeah, good to see him drop points. Um, again, cheers to Paddy V as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing us a solid there. But, yeah, I'm not really concerned going into this game, especially with, you know, our home, uh, home record, uh, how well we've been playing. It's just going to be another game, really, I think. For me, like the key area, this game is going to be the middle of the park. Um, our midfield versus their midfield, which is now going to read Ericsson and Scott McTominay playing defensive mids versus our three in the middle. They'll have Bruno sat in front of those two, obviously, but that's a no, that's a no contest. Yeah, yeah, I agree, mate, with that. Yeah. Um... Yeah. <laughs> well, the guy's going to have a field day with Ericsson and McTominay playing defensive oh, midfield. Fuck, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I still don't really rate them. Like, I, I know they've been playing well at home, but I still don't think they're like as good as what they make out to be. I just think they're a year away from probably being a year away. Like they're they're building to something, and you can see that quite clearly. But they're just not there yet, and it's going to take them a bit of time. And their age around that team is quite weird as well. Um, it just seems like they've got a couple of short term options there for you older guys. Um, Weghorst won't be around for long. Ericsson hasn't got long left. Um, even Varane is getting on a little bit, and is taking longer to recover from injuries as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird. I see what they're trying to do, but yeah, I think Ten Hag gets a good few years there. They're going to be scary, but I think that's a little bit of time away. Yeah, yeah, still a little bit. Um, I believe uh, Veghurst is on loan anyway from Burnley still. Yeah, okay. I thought they bought him. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I thought he was on loan at Besiktas, and then. Um, and then he went on loan to you know I, I could be wrong there I could be wrong yeah, but yeah. that was my understanding anyway. But um, yeah, I yeah I really don't see us losing this game at yeah. all. Um, but yeah, well, okay. What are you? What are your boys' predictions then? Oof, I'll let you go first, Lars. <laughs> um, prediction. I haven't given it too much thought besides being confident in a win. But um, if I had to give a prediction, we're at home. Um, it's 3-1 down last time. We should have been a good 3-1 up. Um, do I see him scoring? I'm not sure. Against our back line at the moment, um, I'm going to say I'm gonna say 3-1 to us, actually. I think they might nick a goal somewhere. They'll get lucky. Um, not sure if that woke us is going to start or not. Did he, I'd say so. He started this morning, yeah. So um, maybe he could sneak one in, but I'll give us 3-1 up. 3-1? Yep. Yeah, okay. No, I back that. I back that. All right, what do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon 3-0. I was going 3-0. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm fairly confident in our defense and I'm fairly confident going forward, just like against Tottenham. Yeah. Um, going away from from home for United, they haven't been the best as well. And yeah, I, I just don't see him scoring. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. Um, yeah, Saka, Martin. No, actually, no. I'm going a double from Martinelli, and then a Saka goal as well. I reckon. Oof, nice. Yeah, Martinelli's due for a goal. He hasn't scored in like a game, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, three 0 clean sheet at home. Yeah, the boys fucking doing their work. So, what do you reckon, Gav? This is just going to sound like I'm trying to one up you, but I've been saying four one, ah, uh, four nil all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, huge, huge. Yeah, like Anthony is going to have a shit time against Zinchenko, and on the other side of the pitch, Rashford versus Ben White. Like I can see Ben White just locking him up entirely and giving him nothing all game. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned about them scoring. If it is, it might be from a little error or a penalty. Bruno Fernandez might score a pen. I don't know. Last one he took against us, he hit it out of the stadium. So who knows? <laughs> when was that again? Uh, the last game that we played them last year, we'd won three one. It was that game that Granite hit that bomb. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Actually, we're at um, Elijah's house watching that one. Yeah, fuck. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. oh, yeah. You are ripping into Jacko about that, hey? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing better, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, so saying all that, we win, we go to 50 points, 19 games played. See what mm-hmm. happens tomorrow morning. But, um, you know, best case scenario, I think we are talking about the other day and they get a draw, they go to 40 points. I mean, imagine a 10-point 10 uh, 10 gap between us and mm-hmm. City. That'd be amazing. Mm. And that yeah. this game on Monday takes us to halfway through the year as well, 19 games. So any yellow card accumulations for individual players gets reset after this game on Monday as well. Um, so we have got a few guys that are on a bunch of yellows, so that's huge. Um, that would be a very frustrating one for a United fan to on that game, which was their 19th game, to have Casemiro suspended. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm more than confident we get three points um, and build that lead up. I can see City dropping points to Spurs in the morning as well. Over the last couple of years, Spurs have nicked points from them, even when they're not playing well. They have had that ability to get points home and away, I believe. Mm. And they've always been their bogey team, haven't they? Yeah. Doesn't matter how good City have been. Doesn't matter how shit Tottenham been. They've always been able to, you know, snag a few points off them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think they can do that again in the morning too. I genuinely do think that. So we, we're all pretty happy. We'd be happy with the draw, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Draw in the morning and then a resounding win from us on Monday in a few days. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Imagine that. 50, oh, 10 points clear. Sorry. 50 points at nine, 19 games played. Fuck. Yeah. And besides but, City being behind us, that's that's um, 11 points in front of United with a game in hand. So, mm-hmm. helping keeping them quiet a bit, which is always nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting actually United's kind of in the, you know, technically they're in the title race. Um. <laughs> no, after that draw this morning, it kind of settled it for me that I'm not concerned about them. And as long no. as we win on um, Monday morning, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's them out of the picture. And I feel like top two really is safe for us then. Yeah, I think so. And um, I know you've been saying that for ages too, Gav. You're not remotely concerned about United. I'm just looking at the table now. I'm not concerned about anyone in the top eight outside of City. Yeah. That top eight, though, is fucking mental. <laughs> That's what I mean, bro. That's exactly what I mean. It's, yeah. I'm not concerned about anyone there. Like, Liverpool <laughs> sat in ninth. Chelsea sat in tenth. Sorry. Um, crazy year. Yeah, absolutely crazy year. But, um, yeah, anyway, it's... It's good, for, uh, yeah, great for us. Obviously, Arsenal fans, we'll enjoy it while we can. And, yeah, mm-hmm. um, you boys want to move on to some possible transfer news? Yeah, can do, man. Um, I don't know if there's a great deal to talk about in terms of, like, concrete rumours. Um, there's a bunch of names being thrown around, but a lot, none of them have any real substance at this stage. Um, still got, what, 11, 12 days left of the window, um, and I'm not... As of right now, I couldn't look at anyone and think, okay, we're actually going for him. Um, 
news broke this morning. We've inquired about Musa Diaby from Leverkusen, the French winger. Um, they've come out immediately and said they want 80 million plus for him and don't want to sell in this window. So, you know, can almost put a line through that one straight away. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest concern rather, is the lack of links to midfield players this January. Like, I think that's where we really could struggle should there be an injury to Xhaka or Party or Martin as well. Um, there's just such a big drop-off in quality and in those key areas of the park where our game is run from. Um, yeah, to, we need depth there. Yeah, that's absolutely. Totally agree, hey. Um, there's been so much emphasis on our um, goal to get like a, a forward in this transfer window with Mudrick and whoever else, like Diaby, whatever. Um, but yeah, the midfield, there's a big gap there as soon as we lose a player. Um, we've already talked about it um, in this podcast, but losing Party or Xhaka, it's yeah, scary thought. Whereas going forward, you know, we lose we lose one of those forward three um, after already losing Jesus. That's not ideal. But we got Smith Rowe there, um, we got Vieira, we got a few players that can do a job. Um, but yeah, that midfield, I just don't know why there hasn't been more emphasis on that. But I guess you know, trust the process. Um, with Arteta and Edu, you just got to back whatever they do. Fingers crossed they get something done. Yeah. Um... One like um, big negative from that whole Mudrick situation is it was very public. Um, it was very public in terms of we'd offered X amount of money and it just, like we kept incrementing it up and up and up. So that's shown our hand in a sense in terms of teams know that we've got money and we're willing to pay above what we probably should yeah. in January. And people are going to be looking at the league table and be like, okay, these guys are desperate. Whereas, like, you know, you look at, say, Wolves, who are bottom four, bottom five. Ordinarily, if we were to offer them, say, 35, 40 million for Ruben Neves or something like that, they'd be interested. But now they'd up that by 10 or 15. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he'd be, yeah. well, I think, really well, but you'd have to overpay for him. Yeah, well, yeah, you make a very good point. Like, they really, and I guess like it's it's no fault of their own. Maybe they could have dealt with it better, but um, yeah, we kind of had all our eggs in the Mudrick basket, like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think we're paying overs for him anyway. Topic. But you're now, yeah, like you're hundred percent right. Like I mean, Musa Diaby. Don't get me wrong; I'm sure he's an alright player. I haven't seen a lot of him, but he, I don't like like eighty million over. It's like fuck off, like. So he's you got know. six goals and three assists in the Bundesliga this year as a yeah. forward in a not a great defensive league. Yeah, exactly. And um goes to show now everyone knows, yeah, how much we're willing to spend. Maybe it's also like a fuck you, we don't want to sell him as well. But um mm. yeah, I, yeah, it's just, it is a shame. And they have put themselves in a bit of an awkward position. But I mean, um yeah, it is what it is, I guess. So. Because there Another, are a few factors with being in that awkward position too. Like it's it is the way the market is too. Now players just do cost an extortionate amount of money. Um, and the way Chelsea, for example, throwing money around or Barcelona throwing money around over the last year or two, like it does make the market just so. I don't even know what the word. It's just outside of fucked. Like it's yeah. It's nearly like you can't say it's unrealistic, but it nearly is in a sense. Yeah. Like. I mean, I mean, even even thinking like 
I was thinking about it the other day and I mean, throwing back to a couple of years ago when City signed Jack Grealish for a hundred mil, I was like, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I was like, obviously I'd, you know, I'd rather spend a hundred mil on Jack Grealish than Mudrick. Like mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't kind of thing, but now like the market's just ridiculous, you know, but but for them to be signed on, on similar transfer fees, it's just absolutely fucking obscene, you know? Um, and maybe it goes to, I guess, I guess like maybe with our youth, like maybe we should put a bit, bit more faith in our own youth, you know, um, which we have. I mean, look at Saka, look at Enkedia, um, Smith Rowe as well, like um, all coming from our youth and, and maybe – we need to start looking there for for more depth in terms of um, just like into like um, more near future depth, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, another name that's thrown around, probably more realistic option is now uh, Leandro. I might be pronouncing this wrong, but Leandro Trossard from Brighton. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Pretty public that um, he he wants to leave, and yeah. Um, Obviously, that like in Brighton want to sell, so you know the transfer fee isn't as high as it would be for someone else. But for a guy um, that's been in the Premier League that long and a start in his team, so Spurs offered, I think it was 12, 13 million pounds for him, and they said straight away, no, it needs to be about double. So, really, looking at 30 million for a 28 year old who scores a fair amount of goals in what isn't a great team, a good team, but not a great team. Imagine mm. what he could do in our system. And with a bit of time, like he could have three or four good years with us if he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, 28th, you know, essentially the prime, I guess, um, or thereabouts for most players these days. And yeah, I mean, I'd happily have him as a bit of a, um, a depth player. Um, yeah, so I, I'd, I think it'd be an all right addition to our team in terms of depth. Um, yeah, he wouldn't just, be starting, obviously, but... Just purely for, like, Europa League games, or we're still in the FA Cup, like... Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and we need that depth. Um, and, I guess, you know, I guess even though he's not a forward, like, he's not a striker, but he would mm. happily give that depth to our wider players. And, you know, maybe there is the possibility of Martinelli to, to play as our second striker um, when Enkadi is fucked. So, yeah. I was just going to say... um. I guess the only thing with um, Trossard is the question marks over why is he being kind of pushed out of the team to start with um, attitude problems, I'm guessing. Um, and does that fit into our team? Because I don't see him starting over any of our um, front line in the Premier League at the moment. So is that going to rustle some feathers? I, I wouldn't know. Um, maybe he'd be happy to be on the bench because it's at a bigger club. But um, there's just things you got to think about um, when you look at how good our attitude is as a team and our mentality. Um, does he actually fit into that? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good point you bring up. Um, yeah, and I mean, Eddie, uh, sorry, um, Edu and um, Arteta are pretty particular about who they actually want to sign as well. Um, you know, obviously, I. Exhibit A, we're letting go Ganduzi, which could be one of the better CDMs in the in the near future, probably next five, ten years kind of thing. But we're letting him go because he's got like an attitude problem and obviously mm-hmm. um, Arteta and Edu just don't want that in our in our squad and 
hopefully Trossard wouldn't have that kind of same problem, but he could, and that might be why Brighton are letting him go, I guess. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, they've yeah. got a pretty low tolerance for just attitudes that don't fit the squad. Like just three names off the bat, Abamyang, Ozil, Lacazette, all gone because of attitude issues. Like when they'd signed, if you'd thought they'd be kicked out of the club for, you know, having that star mentality and just, you know, being a bit whingy sometimes, like you'd, you wouldn't probably believe it. Um, and even one I was thinking about the other day, because he is a bit of a character too, Emmy Martinez as well, like... If he's carrying on like that, like it's a bit, might have been a bit of the reason why he was let go. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's people are just throwing names around just for the sake of throwing names around this January for us. Like, I see a lot of people talk about Ivan Tony at Arsenal. I'm like, if you think with all of his gambling issues and all of that that he's been accused of, he'd play one minute for Arteta. You're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. There's no chance that would happen. Yeah, no, exactly right, mate. And um, obviously it works as well because we're happy to let talent go um, if they have a an attitude problem. And going back to what I was talking about before in terms of like, um, you know, the, the whole squad being on such a high morale, it, it's really evident on how we've been playing and our, our performances have been so well. And maybe it is because of that. Like there's no... There's no hot heads. There's good leaders. Like it's a good balance, and um, yeah, it certainly won't change now for Arteta and Edu to to bring in someone with an attitude problem. So yeah. Anyway, um, we'll see what happens. There's eleven days. Um, hopefully, we do sign someone, but yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens. So um, yeah, it's. Pretty much about all I wanted to discuss in the potty, mate. Um, what about you, fellas? Yeah, no, nah, I'm good there, man, for sure. Yeah, that about covers it, doesn't it? Yeah, well, um, yeah, thanks for uh, have, uh, thanks for coming on, Lige. Um It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. So, of course, of course, I've um, enjoyed it heaps. Hopefully, come back on soon enough, and good to see how you're going. So glad to have been here and whatnot, and all the best, eh? Get you back on sooner rather than later, that's for sure, Bear. Yeah, buddy oath. Um, yeah, we'll uh, wrap it up there. Hey, Gav? Yeah, Matt, perfect. So thanks for spending your time with us again. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, if you're not already following on Instagram, go do that. Feel free to share all of that. Um, we will – so Elijah and I are actually away for a Bucks party on the weekend, but we'll have a podcast out a couple of days after this Manchester game on Monday. Um, we'll dive right into that one and hopefully be talking about uh, three points. So fingers crossed for that. Um, but, yeah, just keep updated on socials and we'll talk to you in the next one. Cheers, guys. Cheers.